Newcastle, they've lost five of their last six. City have won seven of their last eight. Gaz, what's going to happen in this one? <laughs> You've never seen someone deliberate so much in my life. No, I chose Spurs because they are the team and I want to play under Ange and Spurs are going somewhere and Bayern Munich are now a second-rate team. It is the winner though, after all. I think this is it now. City are going to run away with it. Arsenal have the bed as they always do every season. <laughs> Huge game for Burnley, this. Monster mm. game for Burnley. I'm I'm very underwhelmed by Chelsea. I would love it if they bought Dominic Calvert-Lewin. <laughs> It's going to be an interesting one. It is. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Footy Social Club. We are back with our weekly match review. And it's going to be a shorter one this time, but don't worry, it's going to be jam-packed. Only five games over the weekend. We had Luton-Burnley. That was an interesting one. We'll get into that in a little while. Newcastle versus Man City. What an interesting game that was. Chelsea-Fulham, the big one. Man United-Spurs. And we finished off on a dull moment, I guess, with Everton Villa. But we've got some FFP stuff to talk about with Everton Villa towards the end. Gaz, how are you doing, mate? Excellent, bud. Excellent. Uh, good, good. Fully recovered after our, after the uh, United Spurs game, which we'll come on to. But uh, yeah. <laughs> we will. We will, mate. And uh, for the viewers that haven't seen it, please go and check out our channel and the, the shorts section where you can hear Gaz and his dulcet tones singing about Van der Ven. Well worth that, well <laughs> worth a watch, that one. <laughs> right, mate, let's, uh, let's get on with it. We're going to start, not in chronological order, but we're going to go with Newcastle versus City. For me, I'm going to be in a United fan, I'm going to say it was a lucky win for City. 3-2, what are your thoughts on this one? It was lucky. It was. What a game, first of all. Uh, yeah. phew, Newcastle, they're back for sure. They're definitely, I know they had the little blip, um, you know, in recent performances where they've been a bit, you know, struggling with injuries and things like that. Uh, but they seem to have got a few more back and they. it was a great game of football. But again, yeah. De Bruyne show, isn't it? You know, De Bruyne comes and does his magic. <sighs> He's phenomenal, that guy. I mean, he only come on for 20 minutes, but... One yeah. twenty minutes. Um, mate, I was I was talk I was talking to a, a mate about this over WhatsApp, and he was just saying, you know, kind of De Bruyne defied physics with like his goal and and like the assist. And I said, like, if he was born about three four hundred years ago, he would have been burnt at the stake for pulling off stuff like that. It was absolutely yeah. ludicrous. What was better for you? What was better? His goal, which. The whole angle of his body suggested he was, was going to be wrong. putting in like top right, wasn't it? And he yeah. just like yeah. passed it into the left. Yeah. Was it so? What was better, the goal or his his pass to old your 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 best mate Oscar Bob? Oscar Bob. Well, to be honest, Oscar Bob's footwork was phenomenal as well. But yeah. I think that made it made the goal a little better. Pass was fantastic. Don't get me wrong. Well, I do love it when someone picks an eye of the needle pass. I really do. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, the ability to just side foot it, literally place it. Opened his opened his uh, foot out and just tapped yeah. it into the court into that corner. It's just yeah. class. The guy doesn't like I said. You don't need to hammer it. So many people will just smash it in that smash it in that position. And he's got the ability just to just open up his foot and just you know just ping it in there in the bottom corner with yeah. no no huge pace. And and that's that's one thing that he's got in abundance. He seems to have all this time on the ball and and he's a huge huge dangerous and danger. And like yeah. I said, when when um, Harlan's back. Those sort of them runs. They've missed him, haven't they? They've really missed. I mean, they've, they've still got results. Let's not let's not pretend yeah. that they're wallowing at the the mid table point like like uh, the other team in Manchester. 
they've, they've still got it, but they've missed him. And they are going to be such a force to reckon with again as soon as Haaland's back in, in the team. You know, yeah, I mean, Haaland he's, and De Bruyne. Yeah, De Bruyne took 20 minutes and he just does all the business. But then I've, another big shout was goes out to Bernardo Silva as well. I think he's absolutely quality. <laughs> uh, again, great call yeah. from him as well. Um, yeah. Isaac, again, he's their main guy of, uh, and, and, and Gordon scored as well. So Newcastle got, you know, they, they, they was battling hard. I thought it was going to get it in the end of it. But then as soon as De Bruyne come on, you just kind of knew. I just thought, because yeah. like, this ain't going to end 2-1. And then for it to be 3-2, there was a little bit lucky probably at the end. So I thought Newcastle just did enough. They feel a bit gutthroat, but... That, yeah. City do it all the time. They do, they've done it all the time last year and the previous years. They're going to do it yeah. again. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's in, and what with um, the the silver goal, obviously, as you just said, what an incredibly cleverly taken goal. But when the City players were then celebrating, Dan Byrne, who kind of ran over to them, um, yeah. Did you did you see that? I told him like, was it to stop celebrating in front of the Newcastle fans? Is that what he was doing yeah. or what? Yeah, I think so. Oh, I think so. I mean, yeah, it's a bit daft, isn't it? But. Uh, like I said, I, I couldn't believe the celebrations afterwards. Did you see the celebrations afterwards? Like Pep, yeah, yeah, like yeah. that was huge. So they know yeah. they know it was a big win there. Um, not just because yeah. it, it was a last minute goal, it's because it's Newcastle. Newcastle is a real special, special ground, and yeah. um, the atmosphere, the whole build up. They, they might go on a run now. They might go on a run now. Yeah, I mean, I, I said that in the uh, in the prediction pod last week that this is it now. City are going to run away with it. I mean, look, they're still sat in second. You know, they're only two points behind Liverpool. It's going to be interesting, to, as we said before, how Liverpool are going to do without Salah now at AFCON. And obviously he got his penalty in the uh, in the AFCON um, in, the, in Egypt's first game just to actually to get them a draw at the end of that one. Um, but Newcastle now sat in 10th. Where we, we put out some content over the weekend. Newcastle might have to sell some of their biggest stars to, to cover FFP losses. It'd be a disaster, wouldn't it? Crazy. I mean, when you think about the, the they certainly got the money. That's what's so crazy about FFP. They've certainly got the money to. Uh, yeah. They should. I, I think they should. Like, I get, I get all why FFP is good. It brings you know into the use and uh, and actually you have to box clever with being businessmen and that. But these guys have got money. They they can surely prove that they can afford it. And yeah. I think maybe a set budget or whatever. I mean, it's going it's going to keep tight on other teams. So I, I don't know. I, I'm a bit on the fence, really, of, of where I sort of, you know, stand with FFP. Um, yeah. I think some of it's a bit ridiculous, and yeah. some of it, you know, is 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 just unfair. So, yeah. uh, and we'll, we'll talk about the Everton and and the Forest situation at the end there as well, guys. So, it could be interesting. Yeah, there's yeah, there's more to come on that. Um, but yeah, through gritted teeth, I'll say well done to to Man City, and we will move on to a bottom of the table clash. At Turf Moor, Burnley versus Luton. I mean, look, it was a one-all. Um, I know in our prediction pod, I think you called it for Burnley. I think I called it for Luton. And then I bottled it. And on our tipping, our footy tipping, I put it as a draw. So I was quite <laughs> pleased that I ended up doing that. <laughs> um, but look, Burnley uh, Burnley started off really well watching that. Some of their their patterns of play and their passing, they were, I'm thinking, oh, Jesus, Gaz is probably going to be right here. They're going to they're gonna tear Luton apart. But, you know, Luton found their foot in. Um, after kind of Burnley, Burnley took their first goal. But the the point I want to talk about is is the uh, the Luton goal at the end. So who who was it? Adebayo who bumped into right. the, the keeper. 
Right, tell me yeah. about this then, go on. So, ball goes in, uh, a bit of an old school trick actually. Uh, yeah. So the adult bio gets in, gets in the way of where the keeper wants to be, wants to come and claim yeah. it, and just stands his ground. Okay. Uh, and that's yeah, it. Blocks the keeper. Yeah. yeah. Blocks the keeper off and fine. However, when he, he didn't just stand his ground, he kind of like, you know, went in and blocked off that Morris and uh, Morris then had got, managed to get his head to it. So uh, James um, Trafford was their goalkeeper, isn't it? So, but yeah. So, yeah. I kind of get it, but for me, for me, it should have been uh, it should have been disallowed. I think he did so enough. So if you were, if you were ref, if you were referee Gaz on that pitch, you would have yeah. disallowed it there and then for for sure, for sure, for sure. It had to be, it had to be because of he didn't just stand in the area in that spot. He was kind of trying to make you know push him out there a little bit more. You can't you can't do that. You can't just obstruct the goalkeeper from <sighs> coming and get the ball. And I know what you're saying. The old school goalkeepers would have just come out and they would have took man. Ball, yeah. person, man, the whole lot. Oh, no, no. They would have oh, it. <laughs> yeah. But we can't do that anymore. We can't do that anymore, apparently. So if you can't do it for a, for a defender, okay, where you can say ball, man, blah, 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 a, yeah. a.k.a. Christian Romero, you can't do yeah. that if you're a goalkeeper. Schmeichel, what would Schmeichel have done there? He'd have took everybody out, wouldn't he? He would have But done. he'd have won yeah. the ball and yeah. uh, he'd have got away with it. So, But are, are, are you... Like, are you wanting it to be like a, a non-contact? Are you saying you you would have given that because you think it was a foul, or are you think are you talking about just the rule state that that was a foul? Just the rule state. So I'm okay. saying, all right, as the rule state of what currently yeah. the new rules are that we've all got to go by, and I've been told off by Christians here. That's the rules, guys. That's the rules, guys. Yeah. But <laughs> it's not always Gaz's rules. Okay, but now we're playing by the rules. The rules yeah. state that it really is. It's a free kick. And it should have been it should have been a free kick. Um, yeah. However, old school rules, it would have been totally totally fine. So, again, you, you can't do that in this day and age. Apparently, you yeah. can't do that. What's so. What's interesting is you've had um, you've had the likes of Shearer and Lineker and like strikers all saying that you know that was that was a goal that was absolutely fine. And you've had defenders, obviously, company being the main one, going. No, that that wasn't a goal. That should that sort of thing shouldn't be allowed. So it's interesting, you know, depending on the mentality of the player in their playing days, how yeah. they are then viewing that challenge, and that's that's why it's so difficult probably to be you know a referee or sat in VAR because you're going to have these these biases in your head, dependent on what sort of player you either imagined yourself to be or whether you were a player or that sort of thing as to how you would then judge that sort of challenge. I mean. Look, for me, I played in midfield, so I could quite happily sit on the fence on this. I didn't think it was a foul. I didn't, you know, as as you're saying, you you wouldn't have given it as a foul, but the rules state it's a foul. It's it's that sort of thing's ruining a game. You got to have this, contact like that. Exactly, and this is the speculative stuff, and this is why I think uh, that's what this is why people cross the ball. You know, ninety yeah. second minute. What is it? Get the ball in the box. That's everyone said, get them yeah. on the box, get up in the air. You know, let's see if we can do something. It's not about, you know, oh, let's not put it up there. Let's try and intricate pass. No, you haven't got time for that. Let's just oof it in there and try and, have, you know, make something happen. And yeah. so I'm all for that type of football, but, probably, but that can't be managed with um, VAR. VAR is too speculative. People are trying to, like I said, they're trying to change the game and, and make and they can't ref that type of, you can't VAR that type of decision, in my no. opinion. And get consistency, no. not get consistency because you will have. I mean, they talked about it with you know if they had twenty people in a room, if they can get eighteen decisions would say yes and two against it, well that's fine, that's obvious. Yeah. But 
you would go 50-50 on that. I'd say we're both different on that. And there's only two opinions. Yeah. So uh, it would be like a 50-50 opinion. And that is be. the issue, I think, is yeah. the problem. Because that, that next yeah. week might not be given. Uh, sorry, no. it might not be given. It might be um, chopped off. It might be given. as Yeah, exactly that. And, and that's that's the thing, you know, in terms of, for me, VAR, if you're going to keep it, you shouldn't be allowed to, to slow things down. There should be no slow motion. Yeah. It should be clear and obvious and that's it. And it would also speed up the decisions. If you're going to keep it, you've got to watch it in you know, full speed, normal speed, and you, you get three times to watch it. And if you can't make a decision after that, you stick with whatever your on-field decision is and go from there. That'll be quick. There we go. I'll fix VAR, everyone. There you go. VAR's done. Matt's got it sorted. <laughs> <laughs> Job done. But look, um, Luton and, and Burnley still at, well towards the bottom of the table, obviously. Sheffield United are, are propping them up. That could all change. And as we said, we'll come on to the, the Everton game towards the end because FFP, Everton and, and Forest, there could be points deductions there and that could actually lift Burnley and Luton out of the out of the bottom. But we'll, we'll come on to that. Before we get on to that, we've got to talk about the game of the weekend. The only game we really need to talk about, you and I, Gaz, and that is uh, the mighty United versus, uh, well, let's say the mighty Spurs for now, to be honest. Where are you sat third in the table now? No, fifth. You're fifth in the table. Fifth in the um, table. Look, you, you expected a win from this game for Spurs. I expected a win, annoyingly. Um, and we got a draw. So can we, we both happy? be happy? What Was I happy? Yes, I think so. Yeah, I think I would have I would have taken a draw out of that. If we'd gone into that and you said, look, you're going you're gonna to get a point out of this, I'd have gone, okay, thank, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you, you can't. So I was... You know. No, I'm not. No, I, I was... So it was a tough one. I, I keep trying to give my head a little wobble every now and then. <laughs> yeah. uh, because, like, we have got lots of injuries out there. We have got lots of problems out there. And we are losing that power. And it was obvious. It was obvious. However, our young, our next string that's coming along in there, the likes of Skip, the likes of Holberg, they're still looking to play this way, right? And yeah. They can do it. They can do it. And, and yeah. it was proven. And, and it looks good. And, um, you know, we did dominate, we cruised the game, we dominated the game, to be honest, and we and we probably should have won it. You know, we had lots of chances, um, mm. you know, but I can't grumble too much because we're trying to, we're trying to get people like Holberg and Skip to do stuff which Madison and Saar and people like that do, do you know what I mean? They're not yeah. them type of players. There's a reason why they're second string. So sometimes I have to get my head a little bit of a wobble, but it's a little bit frustrating. Um, Son's obviously a miss as well, and, and yeah. but it was good. For me, it was good that we had um, the two boys back um, in Van der Ven and Romero. So that's always yeah. been our biggest struggle. And then, yes, I mean, we, we did concede two goals. But other than that, the, uh, we kind of that was the only couple of chances you really had, to be honest. Uh, Rashford, yeah. caused, Rashford caused a little bit of problems down that left side, which he's always going to. But that was more of a Porro issue, I think. And that's because Porro bombs forward. Um, yeah. But it, all in all, um, you know, good game. Uh, just I think we just, I just wish we could have just squeezed one more out. But uh, yeah, again, that's but one I mean, point to my uh, to my uh, 10 out of 12 that we need. Yes, that's true. I'll remind the, uh, the listeners and the viewers of that, those who haven't seen the, the prediction podcast from, from last week. We'll talk about that in a second. I mean, look, you, you, you mentioned kind of, you know, not necessarily injuries, but players you've got away. You, you were without Son. You, you know, you're still without Basuma. You've got still major players out, and you're still pulling off results like that. Okay, yes, you could have won that. There were there were opportunities there where that would have been a very different result, right? And and you probably should have won it. Um, I think from a you know United perspective, 
it was great for me to see Hoyland score again. That's two in the last two Premier League great games. Goal. I'm really pleased for him. It was a great goal, and the one thing I've criticised him for is not being clinical. And I'm maybe judging clinical him far there, too early. He's, he's still a young man. He was <laughs> clinical there, and in that that West Ham goal, that was bloody clinical as well. But too like, but then you look at him, you know, previously against Wigan, and he could have done a, a hell of a lot more. We weren't, you know, we weren't kind of clinical, um, weren't clinical there. So. There's positives to come out of it. I think for me, United in games are good for kind of five or six minute spells. And then in between that, I mean, it's just an absolute mess. And I don't get why we cannot be more disciplined for longer than five, six, seven minutes. It's really infuriating. And until we get that sort of thing right, nothing's going to go right. And that's why our form is going up and down and up and down. Um, did did but, you see the Bentacle goal? Did you see the Bentacle goal, yes, the second yeah, goal? Yeah. Did yeah. you see how poorly they, they, like that was easy? Awful, awful. Like yeah. Romero, one pass took like five, six players out of play, and then obviously yeah. skipped run through. No one was challenging him. Gives it out no. wide, and then no one picked up Bentacle. Bentacle, and even when we had it, Bentacle isn't the fastest in the world. He really isn't. No. Like, and he, everyone just stood still, just stood yeah. still. Um, but that Johnny, but Johnny Evans defending on it. I'm, for for a, for a man of his age, and his experience, he completely misjudged what Bentacle was doing there. Completely yeah. misjudged it. You know, a, a better defender would have actually picked up what Bentacle was doing. Did he Onana as well? <laughs> he kind of went like, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> oh but he, God, he, he hit like, but, but Onana wasn't expecting it to go there. And actually, if Johnny, because of Johnny Evans' body shape, I think. That's why Onana yeah. wasn't expecting it to go where it was because Johnny Evans kind of missold Onana on what was going to happen. But look, Bentacle got his goal. Werner got his uh, assist. How, how are you kind of feeling about Werner? Uh, again, I, 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 honest, I expected what we got, to be honest, from him. Um, lots hmm. of running. Uh, run back, actually tracked back quite well, actually. Um, yeah. But there's one ch- particular chance he had and he scuffed it kind of with his left foot, kind of scuffed it across. Yeah. And uh, so it's like that. I mean, the header of the one, he had a header as well. I don't think that was on target either, to be honest. Um, but yeah, he did a lot more than Brennan Johnson. Brennan Johnson had a really bad game for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's, he's no Kulevsky. Kulevsky um, went off um, with uh, an illness um, during the warm up there. So that was a big yeah. miss. As soon, as soon as I see him, I was thinking, oh, God, because he is a massive engine for us. Um, yeah. So uh, that's another one there, but he's not ill. He was just sorry. He's not injured. He's just it was an illness one. So yeah. I expect him to come back for the next game. No, he'll be back. He'll be back. Um, right, Timo Werner. Is he going to be still at Spurs at the end of the season, or is he going back and staying back in Leipzig forever? Quick, go. Ooh, what, what a question. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. I think he'd be gone back. I think they'll send yeah. him back. I don't think he'll make that big of an impact, and I no. think he's a stopgap for us to buy someone. Better. Fair enough. You heard it here first, viewers. Werner is heading back at the end of the season. You're going and to score ten goals now, and I'll be totally wrong. Probably... But I don't see. I don't see him scoring ten before the end of the season. He might no. get four or five tops, and is that enough to keep someone? Not really, in my opinion. So I think no, he'll end up going back. I'm glad to be honest. Look, United are struggling for goals, but I'm still glad that Werner's gone to Spurs and not not to United because there was there was talk as well of him going to United. Um, but listen to the, the to the viewers and listeners. If you want to hear Gaz's opinion on who Spurs should keep, should sell, or who's on their last straw, head over to our channel and look for that video. It's going to be somewhere near the top. It's a good watch. There's a couple of uh, controversial 
opinions in there, let's say, uh, head over there and, and have a look. And uh, whilst you're there, if you fancy subscribing as well, that would be amazing. We love it when we see a new subscriber and it genuinely makes our day. So um, if you fancy doing that, that would be great. Right, guys, moving on. We're going to stick in, in London now and uh, we're going to go for, for Chelsea versus Fulham. Another snooze fest for me. Big I don't know what, what you think about this. What was it? Yeah, one one nil Chelsea. Three wins in three for Chelsea. So, you know, that's that's been a better start to the new year for them. Christian probably will still be calling Pochettino a myth and I don't necessarily blame him. But what did you think of this one? Well, first things first, when we did the, uh, about four or five podcasts, sorry, I think about four or five podcasts back, uh, we yeah. all talked about it and we said about how many points Chelsea would get at their next six games. And uh, anyway, I think I got, I think I said 12, and they actually have got 12, and there are up to eight in, eight in the league. Uh, yeah. Are they going to finish there? Who knows? Um, but no, they are, you know, that's roughly their sort of match. They ain't going to go much higher than sort of seven or eight. That's going to be there where they're going to max out. Is that enough to keep Poch there? For me, yes. Probably. Uh, yeah. Because then they can then build on again next season. But again, going back to the game, uh, Palmer scored. Uh, Penalties, it's normal penalties. He's got a few penalties, that boy. Um, yeah. They call him, what's it called? Cole Palmer, but they start calling him Cold Palmer. He does that yeah, sort yeah, of like, yeah. thing, doesn't he? Yeah. His that little celebration, that sort of cold celebration. Um, yeah. Kid's a brilliant player. But other than that, Chelsea just seem very flat. Um, you know, they don't seem to, I mean, Sterling, he's just not the same guy. I know he did get an assist, Sterling. They, well, they give it the assist because he's, you know, won the penalty. Um, yeah. But uh, overall, Overall, just a you know a one nil you know win, something you'd expect Chelsea to beat for them. What do you what do you? I mean, look, that game probably could have gone either way, and, and Fulham I think deserved at least a point out of that. To be honest, um, you know they've they've picked up some decent results this season, Fulham. But with Chelsea, they're great at holding on to possession. They are shit with their penetration, and they're often lucky to to get goals. Is it just the need for a striker, or are they have they just not found their cohesion yet? Has Pop not really got them to the point where they need to be yet? I think they desperately need a striker. I think mm -hmm. um, that Jackson. I don't think he's good enough, uh, and yeah. I don't think he's good enough because he, he's got all, he's one of these guys. He's got all the attributes. I'd, I'd say he's brilliant in the gym. I'd say he's yep. brilliant on the training field, but I don't think he's got that football intelligence. And mm -hmm. I think some you know. Someone showed me a video of him, and he where he couldn't make runs. And, and, and one of the pundits showed us a video, and I was like, "Wow, they're not really picking up on." He's not really kind of got that game nous. Let's call it nous. Then say of knowing where to be, and that's the good thing. Is good strikers, they kind of know where they need to be. This yeah. kid doesn't look as if he's got that. Um, but that's a really good point, and I'll, I'll say why because Lampard was talking about this when he was talking about all of the players that were coming into Chelsea, and he mentioned the likes of. Uh, of Mudrich and stuff like that. And he's saying these players are phenomenal athletes. They yeah. are quick, they're rapid, but they're athletes. They don't understand the game of football. Are we going to see that more now? Because everything is so focused on the athletic side of it, but not the footballing side. It seems nowadays, if you're not lightning quick, you're, you're, you're almost hard pressed to, to get into a side when you're a youngster, right? Hundred percent. I mean, I, I mean, my lad plays uh, with Everton there, and and literally they they look for athletes. You know, you've got to be run all day, big, strong, quick. You know, the technical ability and the game now is not really kind of that that 
well, it is important, of course it is, but for them, they don't, they think they can learn that. They think they can teach yeah. that. And I don't yeah. think you can. Uh, <clears throat> I think there's a rawness. So people like Rooney back in the day, he had that raw ability. He, yeah. he was quick, strong, but he could, he had that football brain, didn't he? I mean, that's the difference. Yeah. That little bit of, you know, Fowler was the same, knowing where to be and being able to, being able to actually play football. Letitia now wouldn't even get a game in the Premier League no. now. And yet, no. how good was Matt Letizia? You don't see any of that anymore. And he can't run for Toffee. Sorry, Matt. <laughs> but it's true. <laughs> it is true. Uh, uh, and, and I think some of these footballers now, they're so focused on being an athlete and, and the game is yeah. a lot quicker now. It's much, much quicker. It'd be interesting to see what everyone thinks on this, actually. But, you know, any comments, be interesting to see. But I think the game now is it, it's much more focused on are, are you quick? You know, are you strong? Are you an yeah, athlete? As opposed to, yeah. can this guy actually play football? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, good shout. Yeah, do let us know in the comments what you what you think of that. Is the game going down the pan because the players are now too athletic and and they're not football focused from a from a mental aspect? It's a really really good point. Right, look, let's let's get away from from Chelsea. Let's head up to to your neck of the woods. You live right by the stadium. We're going to talk about Everton <laughs> versus Villa. There's not much to talk about in this game from a game perspective. There was a, a disallowed goal. Was it due to offside? I think it was. Yeah. At, at the start, yeah. Moreno. Um, well, I want to talk about. Really happened. I want to talk about the shocking finishing of Dominic Calvert-Lewin. DC, okay, yeah. as they call him. Now, right. just for, for context, just for context, in the last prediction uh, pod we did, <laughs> there was a news story about Arsenal raiding Everton to buy Onana and Calvert-Lewin, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just go just go and watch that. There's there's a few clips of it as well. But go on, tell us about Calvert Lewin. Went through running on goal. He runs in a straight line. He's like a train <laughs> track, right? So he just runs yeah. a straight line, and the ball's in front of him. So he's running like this, running like this, and then all yeah. of a sudden, like he, he doesn't move to his left to try and to try and open his body up to either put it in the right hand corner or whip it across to the left. He's running in a straight line, so he can only kind of he can't really do a lot. <laughs> You can't do a lot from that position. You, you, it's just not how you kick a football. And no. and, it, and I'm thinking like, what? It's like, I don't get it. I really don't get it. And and I mean, this is about Martinez. It was the easiest save in the world for him. He just went. Oh. Yeah. He couldn't do a lot. His feet was all wrong. And 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 like I said, he's not that type of player. He's a hold up striker. Simple as that. Yeah. You want to put the ball up to him, hundred percent. Yep. I think he'll wrestle someone, no problem at all. He'll flick it on, no problem at all. But yeah. nah, there's there's no there's none of this sort of shifting his body. It's just not there with him. Uh, it's he not. ain't good enough, man. He ain't good enough. No. Would you would you would you say he's more of a championship player, or are you going to be brutal and say League One? Oh, yeah, I don't think he's a championship player. I really don't. I don't see him scoring. They're not they're not that bad in the championship. I don't see him scoring that many goals in the championship. He was he's great at doing like you know like Heskey and Owen. He's yeah. brilliant. If you had that sort of he's brilliant being the Emil Heskey. At least Emil yeah. Heskey was quick and he could finish. <laughs> like this Dominic Calvert Lewin, he is like a like a poor man's Emil Heskey. Yeah. And I think he Jesus needs someone Christ. like smaller I think he needs someone smaller, quicker around him that could just that he can flick it on and give it to a proper striker. I don't see him as a proper striker. He's a, a pure target man, flicker yeah. on a type of guy. 
That's it. Yeah. But that's okay. Clubs, you know, t- teams sometimes need that. That's that's fine for for him to be that. But you're right. He is not. Not as a focal striker strike. by your own. On your no, own. You can't, can't be, do it. No. But yeah. Yeah. You know, who plays two? Who, you know, which teams play two? Two up top these days, you know, side by side. It doesn't happen as much, does it? It's doesn't always generally happen. a focal focal guy and that, or someone plays wide. So yeah, yeah. For Although me, you, you saying that, you saying that in terms of who plays two up top anymore. I saw reports today that United are wanting to buy uh, another striker, not to replace Hoyland, but to play alongside him. So apparently, United are heading back to the nineties and playing a solid four four two, and that's uh, that's our tactics moving forward. Um, on the back of a, on the back of a cigarette packet, <laughs> exactly that. Ex- Mike, Mike Bassett style, Bob Benson, <laughs> Tony Edges. <laughs> no, he's literally, literally that. I wouldn't surprise you with that ten arg, to be honest. Um, oh my god, oh, yeah. he, we he probably do something like that. We, we cannot start ten hog bashing. I mean, look, his player selection in terms of transfers is is has not been great, but I've got I've still got faith in ten hog, and for some reason my faith is growing in him, and that's not just off the back of a two all draw with Spurs. There's something about Ten Hag in terms of his discipline. And we look at it with Sancho heading out and we looked at it with, you know, Ronaldo heading out. He will get rid of players if he doesn't think they're up to the standards. And that, the one manager that reminds me of is is Ferguson. Now, I don't really want to compare him completely to Ferguson because they're completely different managers. And in fairness, Ten Hag has achieved nothing compared to Ferguson. But one thing Ferguson was known for was the, the discipline side of things. It was making sure that, that if you are not up to stretch, then you are out. Same, you know, it happened way back with the likes of, remember, Konchelskis and players like that. The stuff that went on behind the scenes, Ferguson would have none of that shit and he would get players out. And I think Ten Hag is doing the same thing. And I think if we give him time and actually tell well, more him... More than right, two years, Matt. More, more than, than two, two years. years. More. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd keep him for the next couple of years. I think I, I absolutely would. I think he's the right man for it. I think he needs guidance on transfers because you can't, you know, you can't still be playing the likes of Anthony um, and you hate Onana. But um, yeah, he needs guidance on transfers, but he needs to be told, right, we don't care if you lose the next 10 games, go and go and play this attacking style of football that you were brought in for. You know, please the fans in that way and show that you are going for it every game. Almost just take a leaf out of Postacoglu's book and just go well, and do it. I've got it a question we... for you then, Matt. I've got a question go for on you. Then. Okay, right. Would you argue that Spurs aren't... Man, you were, it were in a better situation at the start of this season than Tottenham. They were, weren't they? Correct? Yeah, you can say that. Yeah. Yeah, Man, you were in a better yeah. situation. And, you know, before yeah. prior to uh, Ange coming in, okay? Yeah. Ange comes in, changes the whole thing around, right? Okay, yeah. would you say Tottenham are in a better situation than Man U right now? Yes, for one reason. If I'm going to sum it up, identity. Yeah, identity. The a... players know what Ange wants, and he does Correct. not deviate from that at all. That's yeah. for me is why. Whereas United don't know what Ten Hag wants. We don't okay. know what he wants from game to game. That's that's twenty games, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Twenty games. Yeah. New identity. Playing attractive football. Right. Why can't that Ten Hag do this? Why couldn't he have done? Why can't he do this? Why is it taking him two years to do it, and he's still not doing it? Why? Well, there's, there's a different level of expectation, I think, being a United manager compared to being a Spurs manager. I disagree with that. Being, I disagree you dis- with you that. You disagree that there's different expectation being a un- Okay, Spurs have won nothing in I don't I don't know the last time they won something what 1952 something like that. United, the size of United as a club, everything that we have won, what what we 
But you're trying to get you're trying to go from like step doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. The stature of United as a club, there is more, far more expectation on a Man United manager than there is a Tottenham manager, and I can't believe you're saying that that's not the case. No, I, I, the reason why I don't say it is because I think he's getting too much of an easy ride of Ten Hag. I don't get it. He's getting too much of an easy ride, right? If he was at any other club, he'd be gone. He'd be hundred percent gone, right? The way he's playing, he can't do this. So, I. Postecoglou's coming at Spurs, right? And he's changed Tottenham, right? Mm-hmm. He's changed them. We were in a right old mess under Conte and the way we finished, you know, and arguably in a worse position than United, right? He's come in and said, this is how I'm going to play and this is the team that people need to buy. Ten Hag, it would, the, the results kind of isn't that different with Man United. It doesn't matter so much. If they, if, yeah. if, we're, if, if you was a Man United fan and you knew that you played attacking football, whatever it is, counter-attacking, it makes no difference. Whatever it is, if yeah. you choose to be a counter-attacking team, Play counter-attack, you know, and yeah. we counter-attack and we, that's what we do. Or if you want to attack, play attacking football. But he's got neither. There's no identity there whatsoever. And there hasn't been for two years. And that's why I say is, I think all this are oh, United. United, that needs to go. That slate is done. That ship has sailed. That's done. Them, them years have gone. The Fergie years have gone. You can't just all of a sudden yeah. catapult back to them. It ain't going to happen. No, no you're right. The, you know, you're right. The Fergie years have gone, and we are not that United of old. But we are still Manchester United. There is still that expectation that we are meant to be challenging. We are meant to be in Champions League spots and all of that sort of stuff. There will be more scrutiny on a Man and, United and, manager and than there will are. be a Spurs. And manager. Tottenham are right now in twenty games. That's what I'm trying to say. Tottenham are pushing Champions League spots. And if you was like, if you could just change the Spurs shirts for United shirts now, and you had Andy. You'd be, you'd, you wouldn't hear any of this. United fans, they'd be happy. They'd be really yeah, happy, no. wouldn't they? I, look, if, I think Postacoglu, I think he's amazing. Every interview I see with him, the way he interacts with the media, the fans, the, clearly with the players as well, you see stuff with, with him in, in training. The way he plays, the way he's so steadfast with how he wants his players to play, I think is incredible. And, you know, of course, I, w- I would love to see him manage Man United purely because it's such an attractive brand of football. We have talked before, though, with Postacoglu about how he perhaps only has plan A. And if you are, I think, going to be a Premier League winning club, you need to have a plan B in some games, especially when you get like he didn't. There was no plan B in the United game. There was no plan B. It was carry on doing what I do throughout the whole game. But actually, you probably could have could have shut United off. You could have shut us off, and, but you let us back into the game, and that's dangerous because you you should beat United really this season. Well, we, you should be we beating ahead. United. You, already have. you know, you you went ahead, didn't you? And we equalised. So, like I said, you went one up, then we equalised one up. So, like I said, we was never ahead in the game. So, if we was like two or three in a up, I can understand that to shut me off. But we but, don't do but that Post anyway. But, uh, sorry, Postecoglou wouldn't still wouldn't would he? Even if you'd gone three yeah. up, he would have gone for six, wouldn't he? Correct. And going Correct, for six yeah. would have let. You know, it leaves that, op- that possibility open for for clubs to be to be let back in. Um, but look, I, I I'd love to have Postecoglou as a United manager, but I also think Ten Hag needs to still be given time. I don't want to flit around to another manager. Is he going to be there at the end of the season, get. Matt? Last question. Yes, hundred percent, hundred percent. He will be there at the end of the season, one hundred percent, and probably at the end of next season as well. Wow. Patience for the Saints up there. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Let's move on to the last. Uh, I know we are on the last game, aren't we? We, we, that we was were the last game, tangent yeah. there. Um, yeah. The other thing we wanted to talk about then with this last game is Everton. And um, let's bring Forrest into this. I know they didn't play, but FFP has come out again today 
that uh, Everton and Nottingham Forest have have breached the rules in terms of uh, the, the amount they're allowed to spend over over calendar season. Um, there's going to be points deductions. We don't know how many yet. That's going to go to that that independent commission. Gaz, talk to me about this because I've, I've just said there that Burnley and Luton get out of the relegation if Everton and, and Forest you know get points deducted. What do you want to focus on, Everton or or, or Forest? I'm going to kick off with Forest to be honest. Go for it. So yeah. Forest fans, I kind of sympathise with Forest fans, and I, 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 if I was a Forest fan, I'd be fuming with with the whole sort of you know scenario that works. Um, they were heavily reliant. So they first of all they come up from the Championship. They had loads of lone players. You know, basically they come up with a load. They come up to the Premier League, got promoted to the Premier League with a load of lone players. Okay, players. You know. And then they had to give them back. Then they had to build a huge squad. And we kept winding them up. But they needed two buses. They bought all these players yeah. and all that stuff. They didn't spend loads, okay? But they spent enough. To, they had to spend and turn into a Premier League team. So that was a key one for me. But then they cash in on a big asset in Brennan Johnson to Tottenham. And Levy obviously worked his magic and and, and kept on battering them down, battering them down. But eventually, Tottenham actually had to pay, had to pay a little bit more because they wanted to get the deal done. Okay, yeah. and he went for 50 million quid, right? And from what I've seen, from how they've done their books, if they would have put their books through on a certain date, on a June day, mm-hmm. or quote me on the dates, right, that they would have been okay. That deal would have been absolutely fine. It's just the months has actually caused them out. And and the reason why they've had to push it back is to get more money, which they actually got more money. So in the, so in grand scheme of things, they're actually in a better yeah. situation, but now they're in a worse situation. So I think that's disgusting for one. The second mm. one is Jed Spence. Again, another one involved with Tottenham. Jed Spence is a quality player, um, lots of ta- you know, lots of talent there, did really, really well at Forest. And uh, but got a bit of an attitude problem. This is obviously why he hasn't kicked on Spurs. And Spurs agreed to buy him. I think we paid 15 million for him, but they agreed mm-hmm. to buy him in tranches, man. So yeah. you know, like an, like an upfront payment of you know five million or whatever, then two point two and a half, two and a half, two and a half, as he makes X amount of appearances, ten appearances yeah. and all that. And I think that they thought that he would have lit up the Premier League and come into Spurs in that right back position and gone, yeah, you know. We're, he's going to play, we're going to get paid out from this deal. And it yeah. hasn't happened. So that's probably money that they thought they was getting as well. So, you know, I kind of feel a little bit sorry for Forrest, uh, in my opinion on that. Everton, on the other hand, they've had their um, 10 points uh, deduction. And yeah. could they get more? Should they get more? I think that's a bit harsh as well. But as Everton tried to sell their prize asset, I. Dominic Calvert-Lewin. <laughs> you know, have they ever tried to say, right, okay, this guy, we want to sell it, just a balance of books, we need to sell him for 30 million quid or whatever he's worth. Um, yeah. They haven't done that. You know, have they, have they tried to sell that Onana in midfield? No, they haven't done that. Have they tried to sell that Brantwaite, their quality centre-back? No. So, I kind of understand why they got it, but then brings that their argument then is well what about City and Chelsea? Well that's a whole new story altogether and we'll know yeah. that in April, I think. So I can't uh, wait for that. I can't oh. wait for that. You know, I think City might get thirty points and they end up might be winning the league and end up finishing eighth or something. <laughs> well I mean yeah yeah but if you if you think, you know, um Everton got their ten point deduction for being was it twenty million over their their allowed limit, so that's yeah. two points per million. Now City, they've got like something stupid like 115 charges against them for breaches of FFP going back however many years. 
they should be relegated. They should be. And we've oh. seen things like that happen before, but they should be relegated. And I'm not just saying that as a Man United fan, maybe a little bit, but they should be relegated. Chelsea Chelsea gained the system, and it's going to be interesting with, with what Chelsea have done. Uh, because they seem to me, and, and, and tell me if I'm wrong in the comments, they seem to be the first ones that are offering these ridiculously length contracts of you know, six, eight seven, years. eight years or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. And they, they, they kind of gained that for a little while. And that was, that was quite smart of them, to be, to be fair. Yeah, now with Everton, if they get another points deduction, I mean, Sean, Sean Dyche, poor, poor Sean Dyche must be thinking, what the fuck is going on here? But to me, he'll probably still keep him up. You know, the way they rallied after the, the 10 points they had deducted already, he'll probably still keep him up. Depends how many points, I suppose. Uh, Nottingham Forest, obviously, Nuno coming in there, Steve Cooper heading out. He's now got this to contend with, with with a club that were on the down and down, it looked. Um it's kind of it's it's a mess with FFP. Do you think there should be FFP or not? Right, good question. I think it should be like uh, I do agree with FFP actually because I think, and I'm kind of saying this with my Spurs hat on here. Unfortunately, because uh, yeah. Tottenham have built the stadium, you know they built the infrastructure around it, you know good training facility, mm-hmm. you know, good academy and things like so. So that wise, I think favours Tottenham a little bit more. Even though we haven't got an, an owner that's free spending, you know, it suits us better that way. Uh, yeah. It suits us better with the FFP. However, um, I, I think they should be able to, these bigger owners, when they come into certain clubs, uh, they should be able to put something on the balance sheet where they can say, right, there's X amount of money that I'm going to commit to this in case shit hits the fan. Right? Yeah. Okay, right? Yeah. Like a, almost like a budget, okay? Like, I say, well, look, I don't care if yeah. we make these mistakes because yeah. the money's there to take care of it anyway, right? So, so they should have to put their money in like an escrow an escrow account, like yeah. on the side. Yeah. If we have to cover it, it's there. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Absolutely. Because yeah. that's the only reason why they're, they're, their argument is this, okay? And their argument, and I don't think their argument's correct. I don't think they're, they're trying to come at it from the right angle because I think their argument is that they clubs can't afford it. We don't want big clubs to go out of business, AKA, um, you know, your leads is happening to your leads and now up and look as if it's happening to Reading as well. So yeah. I don't think that that is the ang- angle myself. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's about, uh, just to try and keep a lid on it from, you know, uh, you know, from, from financial regulations, you know, and just saying, look, we need to keep a lid on this because otherwise we're out of control. We lose control. Yeah. If all this money is coming in, the game could potentially be destroyed. You know, an unbelievable yeah. asset could get destroyed. So I kind of understand on that point. Yeah, no, I, I get that. You? I mean, look, well, I kind of, some. I made this point right at the beginning of the season and I said, well, then we should just get rid of FFP um, completely and just, and just see what happens. Because I liken it to, I kind of want to see um, what would happen like in the world of athletics, like the 100 metres, I want to see what would happen, how quickly someone could run if they were allowed to take whatever performance-enhancing drugs they, they wanted to take and just <laughs> let them do it. I just want to see what, what would happen. So similar in football, I kind of just want to see what would happen. I want to see if someone buys someone in, you know, almost like a, a Wrexham, you know, someone buying a Wrexham, but okay. billionaires and just pumping a shed load of money into it and seeing how quick, just football manager it with cheat mode on, essentially. I, yeah. I kind okay. of want to see what would happen. Um you know, that almost is what happened with City, in fairness. Um, and, and they've breached the rules so many times. And that's why I think they should be relegated if, if we're, we're sticking with FFP. Um, I think if we're going to keep FFP, which clearly we are, I think clubs that come up should be given um, more of a budget. 
you know, not this hundred and five million over three seasons. Not I think they should be it. given. It's not, and it's not for any club nowadays. Actually, in terms of the money that's being spent, you think that if you if a, if a top six or a top eight clubs buys someone for fifty million, it's like oh, he's probably an average middling player. He's not going to be the best player, right? Yeah, it's got to be a hundred yeah. million now for your star signing at a minimum. At an absolute minimum. So, how is 105 million doing anything, and how is that going to allow, you know, the, the 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 smaller clubs in the league to compete? So, I think you know, if you're coming up, um, or if, even if you finished in the you know 15th and below, outside of relegation, you should have more leeway um, to to build your squad to try and compete. Because, in fairness, the Premier League is the most competitive league in the world anywhere and it's great and we don't want it ruined and but wouldn't it be great if it could be pretty much any club from you know top to bottom in any one season that could go on and win it you know how good was it when Leicester went on and won it not yeah. for Spurs because that could have been Spurs's season but how good would it be that 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 constantly changes and is not just this dominance and again I'm not just saying this as a United fan because we're not dominant anymore but it would just be great for me to be able to see more clubs do it. And I think for that to happen, FFP needs to be relaxed a little bit. What side. about the protection of grassroots football then? Protection in terms of... If you keep pumping so? money into it, eventually yep. you're just going to buy all the best players. Academies becoming none and void. And you don't yep. you miss out on all this talent that we potentially have and we've had in years and years and years and years. We're just buying it from around the world as opposed to being uh, in the UK. Well, I mean, you know, we're, we're doing that now anyway. And you could just simply impose other changes within the Premier League or, or you know, the, the Football League in general that you've got to have a certain amount of British players in your, your yeah, squad on, on match day. I don't know. We used to have that rule. I'm not sure if we still have that. I don't think we do, but we used to have that rule. Yeah, there's homegrown home uh, quotas homegrown, now that they right. have to have. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we just increase that. Just increase yeah. that. That's it, and that's all yeah. you have to do. Um, and I don't think there'd, there'd be an issue with that. Uh, but FFP, we will get into this, Gaz, in, in another pod uh, because there's, there's going to be more news that's coming out on this as uh, as these commissions come out of their rulings on the likes of Forest, Everton, City, Chelsea, and whoever else has gotten themselves into to mess. Um, I think that's it, mate. Unless uh, yeah. unless you can think of anything else, we all good. No, nope. that's all the clubs. Good, good to roll. Awesome. Well, everyone, thank you very much for for watching or listening. If you're if you're listening on Spotify, we do have more content coming out this week. As mentioned earlier, if you haven't checked out Gaz's video on sell, keep, or last straw on the entire Spurs squad, go and have a look at that. Definitely worth checking out. There'll be a Liverpool one coming out. There'll be an Arsenal one coming out. I'll be doing a United one as well. It's basically quite quick. My United one. It's pretty much sell. That's it. Um, <laughs> the, the entire the entire club. But Gaz, it's been a pleasure and an honour. Thank you very much to everyone who has watched. If you've enjoyed the content, please do consider liking and hitting that subscribe and notification button. It really helps us know what you like to hear about so we can create more great content for you. Gaz, I'll see you on the next one.